This is Olga Kirschenbaum with nine minutes of creative wisdom podcast where creatives share their wisdom. It is six questions in nine minutes because creatives have a short attention span. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell me who you are and what you do. Hello, I am Ashley Sang and I'm really happy to be here today. Um, and I run Ashley Sang Consulting, which is not the most creative name, but um, I started it two years ago when I decided to leave the nonprofit sector and take my freelancing full time. And running my own business was never a goal of mine, but I have a lot of varied interests and experiences. So the more I freelanced at the time, it was on the side the more I realized I could have a much bigger impact by working with all kinds of people and businesses rather than committing to a single cause or a single organization, which is what I had been doing before I started freelancing. So yeah, yeah. um, It's been quite a journey. And even in the last two years of doing this full-time in earnest, my offerings have changed a lot. Um, as I figure out that just because I'm mentally and physically capable of doing something, it doesn't mean that I have the capacity to take it on or that's where I'm most helpful. Um, So now, most recently, I've been focused on brand messaging strategy, um, really helping founders nail down what their business stands for, how to communicate it, and how to show up in the world. Um, And then the next phase that I'm working toward is more education focused. Um, So still working with founders, but um, helping them align their business with their purpose on a sort of more um, global scale rather than a deliverable done for you sort of model. I love that. What is your favorite part about being a creative leader? I like that creativity can look different for everyone. Um, I'm not a traditional creative in that I don't produce anything beautiful like art or music. Um, I do produce beautiful words and messages, I think. Um, But my creativity really comes through in my thinking and in my problem solving. Um, I can connect the dots for people in ways that they can't see themselves. And my creativity allows people to see new opportunities or perspectives about themselves, about their businesses, um, often because they're too close to it to see it on their own. Um, I've definitely experienced that as a business owner. And for me, creative leadership is really collaborative. Uh, If you had told me that would have been the career path I pursued when I was a kid in school, I would have laughed. Um, I was definitely that kid that was like, just let me do it all on my own. I'll do it better anyway. Um, But the more people I meet who are doing like such amazing things, the more I see that we all bring something to the table, um, whether it's just our point of view or our skill set or the people we know or whatever else. So, yeah. Powerful. I can definitely relate to that. I am definitely not um, 
before I didn't start out as a creative traditionally, I was an accountant and I kind of gravitated towards working with creatives. And then now, I mean, if you told me five years ago that I'd have a podcast, I would have also laughed. I would have been like, oh, get out of here. That's not something that like I, I wouldn't be able to do it, but exploring my business and then writing my book really helped me explore that creative side a little more that I think I just kind of discounted. So that was, that really is probably one of my favorite points also. (laughs) So I speak to a lot of creatives who will avoid the money side of their businesses. They'll pretty much do anything to avoid it. What are your thoughts on that? Because I come from, I started my career in international development and then local nonprofits, I always felt like money and impact should be mutually exclusive. Like you Mm. can't possibly be doing good or fulfilling some higher purpose if you're making, you know, above living wage, right? Um, But the more I learn about conscious consumerism and social enterprises, and the more I sort of get entrenched in those worlds, uh, the more I see that money is just a tool. It Mm. is absolutely how much, how we use it that matters. So now I see that the more we earn as creatives, as business owners, as anyone on this planet, the more we earn, the more we can use that money to spread good and create opportunities and have real impact. Um, So I've sort of become like a money nerd on accident. Um, A lot of my writing clients this year were about Uh, money, which was not foreseen. Um, And I've been doing lots of research on like ethical banks and impact investing and all these things that I never thought would be interesting. Um, But I really believe that money makes the world go round. So we might as well use our money for good to fund the causes that we care about and the types of people that we care about. Um, Because regardless of where we spend it or how we spend it, we're voting with our dollars. So we might as well be as intentional as possible. Absolutely. So who are the creatives that you admire or have inspired you on your journey? When I first started my business in earnest, um, the online content creators I found were so helpful. There is this whole world of educators on the internet that uh, you can only find if you're looking for them. Uh, But I watched so many webinars and so many YouTube videos about being an online entrepreneur, copywriting, marketing, sales, client experience, all these things that I had never really had to consider. And so many of these women, I I watch almost exclusively women, not really on purpose, but that's just who I gravitate toward. Um, All of these women, mostly young, many of whom are mothers, were really, really inspiring to me. And they made me feel like I could do it too in my own unique way. So that has been really inspiring on the business side. And then in terms of creatives on, in my personal life, I love anything visual. I'm not awesome at creating visual things, um, but I've always, always appreciated it. So I have a not so under wraps habit of like going down the YouTube rabbit hole. 
And um, I watched so many makeup artists like um, Melissa Alatore and Dirt Naturals, um, interior design like Exo McKenna and the Sorry Girls. Um, I watch a lot of thrifting and upcycling videos um, with Wendy and the Notorious KIA. Um, just seeing their creativity come to life really stirs something in me, um, whether it like actually motivates me to create something on my own or simply appreciate that someone out there is doing something like this. Yeah. That's beautiful. So what is the one piece of wisdom or advice that other creatives should know? You are allowed to evolve and adapt in whatever your uh, success looks like now or your creative outlook outlet looks like now does not mean that it needs to look like that forever. Um, I have found that every experience and connection we make leads somewhere even if it's just figuring out what or who we do not want to be around. Um, so while it's super important to stay true to your values and your mission, um, it's also really important to stay open to whatever unexpected things come your way. I've found that the unexpected things are normally much better than I could have imagined at least. I don't know if I have a limited imagination or not, but uh, they're almost always better than I had a vision for. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Um, most of the best things in my life, um, living abroad for as long as I did, uh, meeting my husband and how and, and when I did, um, starting my own business, none of those were planned in any way. And those are some of the things that have brought the most joy to my life. I love that. That's very beautiful. It's something I've been kind of actually embracing in 2020, mm -hmm. not marrying to the outcome. Um, for example, in my business, I am going to work towards certain goals, but without a commitment to what that looks like, because I have been reflecting on how when I like don't have certain expectations and how something will play out, it ends up becoming just way more magical, as silly as that sounds. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think that's so true. I think it's universally true too. Absolutely. So now the most important question of the podcast, Kakaya Basha Lubima Musica, or in English, what's your favorite music? So I like my music to be catchy. And I like it to have a bit of soul, um, sometimes even a little bit of angst. Um, all the better if there's some sort of feminist or social mes message mixed in. Um, I've really been loving Ella Iyer, uh, Leanne Lahavas, Jess Glynn, Anne Marie, Jesse Reyes, um, Ella Mai, Georgia Smith. Lots of British artists, not intentionally, um, mostly women again, but I just love that these singers and songwriters really bear their hearts through their music um, and can make you feel something, even if it's not the same as what they're feeling, they can make you feel something. So that's the type of music I like to listen to. I love that. Well, thank you, Ashley, for being on. What is the best way for the listeners to connect with you? I am on 
uh, line. My website is just ashleysang.com. So A-S-H-L-E-E-S-A-N-G, like sang a song. Um, and then I am intermittently on social media. Um, Instagram is Ashley Sang Consulting. Um, my LinkedIn and Twitter are just my name. Um, so yeah, anywhere on the internet, I am likely to reply. Perfect. And I'll include that in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is Olga Kirschenbaum with nine minutes of creative wisdom podcast where creatives share their wisdom. Make sure you check out my blog at ragstorichesconsulting.com for many insights you haven't heard before.